National college football people are saying that Arkansas has one of the best chances to beat out Alabama in the SEC West in football next year. Okay, we'll talk about that as well as getting to Arkansas and Texas A&M basketball happening on Saturday and the rest of the sports weekend. It's all coming up on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Before we really get started, though, I want to say thank you uh, to everybody who has been subscribing on the YouTube channel at Locked On Razorbacks. It is, it's insane how fast it's grown. Like uh, just a, a few days ago, uh, we were down right around 300 subscribers, and I've only been doing this for just a couple of weeks. And as of today, we have over 700. So keep subscribing on YouTube. That's awesome. And I appreciate everybody who has subscribed and is uh, making it fun. And in the comment section, all that, it, it makes it that much more enjoyable. And I enjoy doing the video thing, even though sometimes I just put on a beanie like I'm wearing today and roll out and say, all right, let's do this. You know, I'm not used to doing all the like make myself presentable, but who cares? As long as, uh, as, long as we're doing it, as long as we're having fun, that's all that matters. But appreciate everybody and continue if you haven't already to subscribe to the Locked On Razorbacks. YouTube channel. Uh, I saw something today, and actually this wasn't what I was going to start off the podcast with, but considering how some people will put out just particular comments or content or whatever on social media that sparks a lot of conversation among Razorback fans, that's kind of when I'm like, all right, well, obviously people want to hear about that and want to discuss that, so let's dive into it. And that's exactly what happened earlier this morning, which I may try to get him on in a, an official capacity as far as an interview goes. I just know that with the timing that I record this podcast can sometimes be difficult for other people involved to uh, to be able to, to come on. But Barrett Salee, who is a good friend of mine, I love Barrett. Me and him are, have been close for a long time, and you know we always do karaoke at SEC Media Days and all that fun stuff. Well, anyways, he put out a tweet that floored me. It absolutely floored me because as much as I love Barrett, He's also been someone who has picked Arkansas at SEC Media Days more often than not to finish last in the West. And just, you know, he's been bright more often than not, as much as I hate to admit it. But like he's he's not somebody that's ever been really like, you know, above and beyond over the top about Arkansas. In fact, he's called Arkansas pretty accurately over the past few years. Now, this past year, I think he probably, I think he had him picked last, maybe second to last, which obviously they didn't do. And this has kind of been the time where he proved them wrong or he, they proved him wrong. And when he put out this tweet today, it, it, I had to read it like three or four times to really like make sure that it was real, like to make sure that I wasn't misreading it or there's some like backhanded compliment or anything in there. But he puts out the tweet, says, I got asked the other day which two SEC West teams are the biggest threat to Alabama. They are, without a doubt, Ole Miss and Arkansas. I trust Lane Kiffin to keep that train rolling, and Sam Pittman is building something special in Fayetteville. Again, I had to reread that a few times to really know. I'm like, is 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 this a joke? Is is he being sarcastic? You know, is this actually something that's real? And and, and I mean, he's 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 being honest about it. And it's just first off, the the, the amount of A and M fans that are getting triggered by that is hilarious because they're just like, oh. 
what about the recruiting class that we bought? Yeah, you're still AM, so pump the brakes. Uh, but when, when I saw that though, it's just been continuing to add into the idea that Sam Pittman and Arkansas are starting to get the the respect that they deserve and that they rightfully have been owed for a couple of years now, where not only are they being seen as the fun little story in the SEC West, they're being seen as a true legitimate threat in the SEC West. Now, let's be honest. Is Arkansas going to win the SEC West over Alabama next year? No. I, I like, And it has nothing to do with Arkansas. It has everything to do with Alabama. Alabama is always going to win the West unless just the stars align for the perfect team to, to get it done. They are always going to be the team that wins the West. It's just the fact of the matter. I'm never going to pick Arkansas to win the West until Nick Saban is gone. I, I think that that's the smart move. But it's kind of like, would you would it be so terrible to pick Arkansas to finish second next year? No, I still think it would take a lot. I still think it would be like an incredible year and you'd have to really uh, put some things together. But, you know, Ole Miss won, went, finished second last year, so it's not out of the realm of possibility if they can do it. I think third is probably rightfully where Arkansas will end up, or realistically, the expectation can be for next season, given the schedule and everything like that. But the fact is, is that when you're looking at what Arkansas is building under Sam Pittman and what they are doing so well and what they have been doing so well under him, is that people are starting to realize with the coaches staying, with the players coming in, with the players staying for extra years, whatever it is, they're doing things that actually matter. I think I talked about this yesterday. They're actually the things that they're doing are actually the things that matter, not what what the goofiness is and how funny they are on Twitter. Like they're actually building a foundation and building a team that can be successful. And when you start seeing people talk about Arkansas and Ole Miss, first off, call me a homer. That's fine. I don't think Ole Miss is in the best. I don't think Ole Miss is in the same place that Arkansas is. Like Ole Miss had a great year. Don't get me wrong. Like they had a great year last year. Still bugs me that Arkansas was a point away from beating them, but they had a great year last year. But they lost like their entire coaching staff. Both their coordinators left for other coordinator positions. No, in fact, all three because their special teams coordinator left for Alabama to be their special teams coordinator. Their entire coaching staff was gone. Their quarterback is gone. Like, it's like it's just those things. It's like okay, they'll probably still be always all right under Lane Kiffin. But I'm sorry if you lose that much. It's hard for me to believe that they're going to contend next year or even the year after that, unless Lane Kiffin just really is that great of an offensive mind, which he may end up being. But I still don't think that I think they lost too much. I think last year was their best year. I think it's the best as it's ever going to get. And now they're going to continue to be that team that finishes anywhere between six wins and nine wins. Like it's just going to be that. But that's why I feel like Arkansas is in a better position because not only are they a team that was right there that was this close to finishing second in the West? And if you really want to dive into it, 10 points away from winning the West, golly, that's so stupid to say. Uh, but not only were they that close, but the thing is, is Arkansas, unlike Ole Miss, kept their entire coaching staff. They kept their quarterback. They kept a lot of their playmakers from this past year. Now, obviously, Traylon Burks is going to be the biggest loss, but they've added some guys into the mix that might be able to help out. Ole Miss, they don't even know who their quarterback's going to be. Like, they've been trying so desperately to get the quarterback and the transfer portal, and nobody's going. Like, they tried for Jackson Dart, and he's not going to be going. Caleb Williams, he's going to be trying. They tried him, he's not going. Like, they've tried to get a lot of these quarterbacks, and maybe they end up with a decent one, but 
like they haven't they haven't had a very good luck of it. So I'm like seeing all these things and I'm like, yeah, I don't I don't I don't know about all that. I don't know about all that. I don't know how that is going to look and how that's going to work and how uh, they're going to be able to just plug somebody in and still have the same success. But since Arkansas has all those things coming back, it makes sense. It makes sense for everyone to believe that they are going to be building on what they uh, put together this past year. And so that's, what, to me, what it comes down to. It comes down to what you got going on, what you were able to keep, and the fact that Arkansas kept everybody, that realistically kept everybody, coaching staff and everybody, players that realistically could have come back, and then you've added some other pieces. That's why people believe that this is the way it's going to like, this is this is why I'm excited about the future. This is why I'm excited about this upcoming season. Is because of people like Barrett Salee that's saying those things. People like Josh Pate who was saying the things that he said that we talked about the other day. Like all of these national college football experts who like are understanding, like they see it. They recognize it. They recognize that this is an incredible thing that's being built. Even though it may not always have the the fun pomp and circumstances some of the other teams it's still being built in a way that's going to make Razorback fans pumped and excited about the future when you start seeing people like that say those types of things. I love the positions Arkansas is in. And honestly, obviously, besides Georgia and Florida, or Georgia and Bama, because, you know, they got it going on. Like, think about this. Would you trade spots with anybody else in the SEC right now not named Alabama or Georgia? I mean, seriously. Would you trade spots with anybody? Like, everybody's all on A&M, but... Okay, you actually actually got to do it though. You can recruit all day long, but you have been able to recruit for many years, and you've yet to be able to do anything with it. So, would you trade spots with anybody else in the SEC besides Bama or Georgia? And some of you may even not want to trade with Bama or Georgia. I mean, I'm, I may I may want to at least dabble dabble in the college football playoff, but that's kind of always the way of how you know when you got a coach, when you got like that's another thing too. I think it was Colin Cowherd, and I'll never forget this. He always talked about this, and it was such a great way of appreciating and, and being able to come to a realization of where you're at. You think about the head coach that you have, all right? How many head coaches would you trade for in the SEC for Sam Pittman? Probably Nick Saban. Probably Kirby Smart. Is there any other coaches that you would trade for in the SEC? You may not even do those two. I'm not trading Sam Pittman for Jimbo Fisher. I'm not trading Sam Pittman for Ryan Kelly. I'm not trading Sam Pittman for Lane Kiffin. I'm not trading Sam Pittman for anybody else in this conference. That's when you know you have something special going on is when you would not do it at all. Think about that. Who knows? Maybe some of you do would trade. But right now, it's hard not to be excited about exactly the direction that Arkansas is going and how good everything's going right now. And the fact that people are finally starting to recognize and starting to give credit where credit is due is the best thing about it as well. And this is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours, but on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because of you're using spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control of financial inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. When that's sweet, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of the competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. And over at 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. So for the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program 
for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. Head to netsuite.com slash locked for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system grow system for growing businesses. Again, head, head over to netsuite.com slash locked. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so Arkansas basketball gets back on the hardwood this weekend. Saturday, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, and Bud Walton Arena against the Texas A&M Aggies. Kind of a quick turnaround, if you think about it, uh, compared to what you've seen in other games and conference where Arkansas and A&M played each other, what, two weeks ago <laughs> on a Saturday? And now they're playing each other again. And so sometimes it happens with conference scheduling and all those things too. But either way, uh, this game is coming back into Bud Walton Arena. And I know that the Razorbacks are going to be big on trying to get some revenge for this one as well. I haven't seen I, I haven't seen any lines for this one just yet. Like I kept trying to check and see if like, because usually the website I check it at most of the time usually is able to, to put together some of the lines that are going on with it. And I'm going to recheck it right now while I'm on live uh, radio to see if something's been put up yet. Yeah, and it hasn't been. So there's no lines. I know they kind of wait until like the last minute to put it up. I feel like the day before, you'd probably have some sort of uh, line or spread or anything like that. But anyways, uh, the FBI match predictor has Arkansas winning this one 71%. I think that's about fair. And I, I don't know. I just I know A&M lost at Kentucky this past uh, Wednesday night. And they lost 64 to 58. But, you know, if you think about this, like everyone's talking about AM, like, well, look how good they are. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm giving them credit because they did beat Arkansas for sure. And, you know, when Arkansas was it, but here's the thing they beat Georgia on the road by two. Georgia is the worst team in the SEC. And then they beat Ole Miss also at home, who is the second worst team in the SEC. And then they beat Missouri by three, which may be the third worst SEC team. So, yeah, they beat Arkansas, but I'm still not believing that they're an NCAA tournament team. I'm still not believing that they're a good basketball team. Uh, they give, they score 75 points per game. They give up 60 to 63 points per game. Uh, they have uh, 46% uh, field goal percentage. They have 36 rebounds. Basically, if you look at it between Arkansas and AM, Arkansas scores more points. They score 79 points compared to 75. AM does give up less points, 63 compared to 68. But here's the thing. Arkansas in the past three games has given up less than 60 points to each opponent. So a little bit of skewed from where it was in the beginning of the season, but it's starting to go down rapidly. AM does shoot the balls a one percentage point better from field goal range, but Arkansas does out-rebound Texas AM by roughly three rebounds per game. Uh, AM does AM and Arkansas are actually tied at assists per game and blocks per game. And AM somehow has more steals per game than Arkansas, which Arkansas has always done a really good job. Of, of having steals throughout the throughout the season too so pretty as far as statistics go they're pretty closely matched up and uh i still believe though that with the way that arkansas is playing and much better and i know that Muss is going to be back in this game and i know that the crowd's going to be wild i wish i could be there uh but like the crowd's going to be into it there's going to be energy rolling throughout the whole bud walton arena concourse and i just believe arkansas is going to win this game and i think that they're going to continue to make statements and if they win this game you think about it. if they win this game you still have at ole miss which you should win ole miss is trash you should win that oh like missouri beat them by 25 at their place ole miss is garbage so you should win that game 
You'll have West Virginia at home, which I believe is a winnable game too. Then at Georgia, you should win that game. Mississippi State at home, you should win that game. Like, you have such a great opportunity to put things together and get going towards this end of the season, or at least towards the midway point of the conference season, on a roll. And when you're on a roll like that and you're figuring things out, it's going to make that game against Auburn and Bud Walton Arena on that Tuesday night. It's going to make it wild, man, and, and going to be one of the most electric atmospheres you'll ever see. But you have to you have to continue just to build upon what you're doing. Like you're doing a great job defensively. Continue to do that. Continue to lock down teams defensively. Jalen Williams has been phenomenal the past three games. Find ways to get him involved. J.D. Note, number one. Jalen Williams, number two. That is the way it needs to be. And then number three after that, kind of just by committee. Throw in Stanley Amude. Throw in Odyssey Tomey. Throw in Devo Davis. You know, whoever. Does not matter. Throw in somebody that'll be able to score some points and to help you out. But one and two punch needs to be J.D. Note and Jalen Williams. And I think that Must and the coaching staff understand that. But also opposing teams are going to understand that. So they're going to be looking at it's like, all right, we got to lock these guys down, target those guys, make some money else, uh, take the shots and, and be involved in the offense, to which Arkansas is going to have to respond and adjust as well by saying, all right, well, when you take those guys out, we're going to have these other guys step up. So it's going to be very important for the other guys like Devo Davis, like uh, Stanley Amude, like, you know, these guys that are capable of scoring and are capable of getting it done to say, all right, well, when these guys can't get it done or these guys are out or whatever it is, you're the one that's going to have to step up. you got to step up and start playing uh, a lot more effectively in the offensive game and being able to do your part. Because once Amude starts getting some things going or something like that, then the other team's going to be like, all right, well, we got to take care of this guy now. So then it'll peel it off away from the other ones. It's just, a, it, it's just an ever-loving concept of a chess game, essentially. So Arkansas, if they, if they can just go into the game with the confidence that they've had, Play the defense. Like, if they play defense the way they have, they were going to win the game. Like, and I know that's so simplistic and probably cliche, but it's true. If Arkansas plays the defense, the, the same defense that they have for the past three games, they will win this game. Regardless of the three-point shooting, which we know the streak has to start all over again. I hate that. Regardless of three-point shooting, regardless of anything else, they play good defense, they will win the game. Because Arkansas, I, it's pretty incredible to know this stat, but Arkansas actually leads the nation, not the SEC, the nation in free throw attempts. And they are second in free throws made. And they're first in the SEC in free throw percentage. They get to the foul line a lot. Like I never realized it was that much, but they do. And they do a great job of making their shots. So play great defense, get to the foul line, make your free throws home for dinner. You're going to win this game. You're going to get that revenge game against Texas A&M. And then you're going to feel so much better about yourself and so much better about the next game going on the road to Ole Miss, which again should be a victory for you. But uh, they got they got to just keep doing what they're doing. Keep go to your go-to people. Don't let anybody come in there and screw around with it and try to you know mess up. Like we'll put in some player and they're all of a sudden wanting to play hero ball. Don't do that. You've got your game plan. You know what works, you know what doesn't work. Stick with it, and you should win this game. Fair enough. Fair enough. Bet online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue to march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet online reigns the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today to receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers for available for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, so head over to betonline.ag where the game starts. <laughs> 
You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, I know that you know it's, we mainly talk about the Razorbacks, which is great and fine, and that's usually what we do uh, most of the time. But since it is a great sports weekend, I, I like to mix it up a little bit, and especially in this final segment. As we know, the NFL playoffs are coming through, and we know that uh, there's going to be some great matchups this weekend. And I don't really get to do this as much as I'd like, but I love looking at the playoffs and spreads and picking games and all those things because here's what happened. On my radio show last week, I, I picked the games, and I got them all right. So now all of a sudden I think I'm on a heater, and I think I'm unstoppable, and I think that nothing that I pick will ever go against me and I'm going to be wrong. So because of that mentality, I am going to go ahead and I'm going to pick these games, and I am sure that they are going to go – Completely great, and there will be no problems whatsoever. We'll start with Bengals and Titans. I am actually going with the upset in this one. Give me the Bengals. I love Joe Burrow. As much as I hate to say it because he went to LSU, he's an awesome guy. Like He's a guy that's very easy to root for. He's a really good quarterback. He's a great leader. And Cincinnati, you know, they haven't been relevant in football. They won the first playoff game for 30 years just yes, like last week. So I, I like them, and there's just something about the Titans that I haven't been able to trust. I just don't feel like they lost to the Jets, my team in the Texans this year, so been a little inconsistent. They're going to get Derrick Henry back. That may be a big factor, but I still there's something about the Bengals I just like. I think that offense is way too explosive. I think uh, between Burrow and Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon, they're just going to just going to get after the Titans. So give me the upset because since he's three and a half point favorites in that, give me the Bengals. Uh, to get this dub and to, to cover that spread. 49ers and Packers. Now, this game's been moving. It started off pretty high in favor of the Packers, but it's been moving. I think they started out open as an eight-and-a-half-point favorites. Now they're only five-and-a-half-point favorites up in Green Bay. I know the history between these two teams and how the 49ers have done a good job of stopping the Packers in, in these games, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take, take the Packers. I think the Packers, with Aaron Rodgers, they're going to be on a mission. They're going to make sure that uh, they're not going to lose at home, and especially at home to – uh, San Francisco because San Francisco yeah that was a nice win they had against the Cowboys but the, that win was more about what the Cowboys did wrong than what the 49ers did right like you don't want to take anything away from them but I, I just feel like this is a whole new animal when you're going to be going up there facing Aaron Rodgers in, in 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 you know in this year where you know he's kind of been just pissed off he's probably going to win the MVP at least I think he should even though people are still like upset with him because of his stance on vaccinations and all that which is so dumb but either way uh, I think the Packers win in this one. They cover the spread five and a half. I think they win by 10 points. So give me the Green Bay Packers in that one. The Bucks and Rams. I am fascinated by this game because you've got Matthew Stafford. He's been around a long time, but he's had a new team in the Rams that have a lot of experience in the postseason and a lot of great players surrounding uh, Matthew Stafford as well. Going up against the Buccaneers, Tom Brady, the defending Super Bowl champs. I want to pick the Rams. I really do. I think that they got a lot of good things going for them. But I can't, like, just like picking against Nick Saban, I can't pick against Tom Brady in the playoffs. Forget what happened in the regular season. I cannot pick against Tom Brady. And they're two and a half point favorites in this one. Give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that one as well. And finally, the Chiefs and Bills. To me, the most intriguing game of this weekend, high power and offenses both on both sides. Really talented young quarterbacks on both sides. Some improved defense on both sides. Like, this is the one where it is literally a crapshoot, and rightfully so, because Kansas City is only favored by a point and a half in this game. I think Kansas City wins it. I think Kansas City gets the victory. It's in it's in Arrowhead, so you know it's going to be a loud atmosphere. It's going to be a wild atmosphere. It's going to be a cold atmosphere, too. I think that Kansas City wins it. 
I think that, you know, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and all of them know how to do it in the playoffs now since they've done such a good job. I think they're going to be as healthy as they've been in a while, too. So give me the Chiefs to win that one. I'm just hoping for great games, but, you know, we, uh, we, I don't know. I don't know what to really what to make of it all, but I know that uh, with with Kansas City and the Bucks, I wouldn't mind seeing them again. I know a lot of people don't want to see them again in the Super Bowl, but I wouldn't mind it. But what I really want is I want to see the Packers and the Bucks in the NFC title game. That's what I want to see. I want to see Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. I think that's what we all want to see, right? I think I'd agree with that too. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have, and we will keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.